I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. Happy New Year. I wish you the very best for the coming year and hope you are excited, as I am, about being alive in 2023. I hope that you will all communicate with me and share what's going on with your lives. I love you and want to know more about you. I want to be a good grandpa. Grandma does too. With this episode, we are so excited to begin Season 2 of Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. During Season 1, we posted 30 podcasts, one every single week. We absolutely love doing these podcasts, and our plan is to post one every week until I'm at least 100 years old. If you have any suggestions for stories, just let me know. And I'll do my best to do a podcast about your suggestion. This is a time where the world needs courageous people who will choose the right. We hope that in these stories, you will learn lessons that will help you be brave and make good choices. Okay, let's get into tonight's New Year's podcast. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and I absolutely love New Year's. I love it because it's a time of new beginnings. It's a time when you can start over and you can reinvent yourself. You can put sad times behind you and you can begin afresh. It's a great time to make your life just a little better. Tonight, I will tell you about a very interesting New Year's Eve that some members of the Hill family shared in 2002 in far-off South America, in a country called Ecuador. South America is a continent that, not surprisingly, is south of North America, which is the continent where we live in the United States. Ecuador is located in the northern part of South America and is located on the equator. In fact, Ecuador means equator in Spanish. The equator is a line around the Earth that is halfway between the North Pole and the South Pole. From this story, I hope you will learn something, that you can always have a fresh start in life that is better than the past. You can always reinvent yourself. This story takes place in the fall and winter of 2002, about 20 years ago. I, Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, was married to Grandma Juanita Ray, and we lived at 964 East, 930 North in Orem, Utah, with five of our children, Abby, Hannah, Emily, Amanda, and Seth. The other four children were out of the home. Sarah was married and was getting a doctorate in neuroscience at the University of Washington and living in Seattle. Jeffrey was married to Jenny and was studying mechanical engineering at BYU, and they lived in a really tiny house in Provo. Aaron was on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Brazil, 
and Heidi was in heaven. I was a professor at Brigham Young University in the School of Family Life, and Juanita worked harder than any of us, taking good care of the family at home. One year before, in September 2001, Juanita had been diagnosed with breast cancer. That was something very hard for everyone in the family. I won't tell you much now, but I'll tell you more about that in another story. Right now, I will tell you that the doctor said that because of the cancer, Juanita might not live more than a few months or a few years. The doctor said he would do everything possible to save Juanita's life, but that cancer was a monster, and he couldn't be sure what would happen. By the fall of 2002, a year later, Juanita had finished all her cancer treatments and felt pretty good. She was in remission from her cancer. Being in remission meant that she had no measurable cancer left. We were so happy. But the doctor told us that because the cancer was so bad, it might come back in the next couple of years. And if it did, Juanita would probably die. Since everyone was healthy, we decided to make the best of it and do lots of things to make family memories as soon as possible. In September, we had a big family zip meeting and made a list of things we wanted to do while we were still alive. Do you know what a zip meeting was? Zip stands for Zion's Improvement Plan, and it was when we all got together and made plans for the future where everyone's needs in the family were met and where many wants were planned for and where we strategized about how we could have fun. Juanita and I had always planned on serving a mission together for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We had even planned the date, 15 years in the future, for when we wanted to leave on our first couple mission. We felt like we needed to do this while we were both still alive. It would be a lot easier doing it that way. So Grandma Juanita and I decided to serve a mission immediately in 2002 instead of waiting until 2017. We asked the church about serving a mission. They respectfully declined our request because Juanita had cancer and we had five children still living at home. At first, we were quite disappointed, but then remembered, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Still, we felt like we needed to serve a mission while we were both still alive. As we thought about this over and over again, we decided we could figure out how to do something that might be as good as or better than an official mission. At BYU, I knew a professor named Warner Woodworth, who was always inspiring well-off North Americans to use some of their time, talents, and treasure to help people around the world. Through him, we became acquainted with OSO, O-S-S-O, which stood for Orphanage Support Services Organization, which placed volunteers to help in orphanages. Do you know what an orphanage is? You're right. An orphanage is a place where babies and other children live whose parents have died or whose parents have abandoned them. 
we decided to serve a mission in the orphanages of Ecuador with Orphanage Support Services Organization, OSO for short. When we talked to the people at OSO, they were delighted that we wanted to serve. We busily prepared for a few weeks, and then the seven of us flew from Salt Lake City to Cuenca, Ecuador on Thanksgiving Day. And there, we shared two months of remarkable experiences in the orphanages. Cuenca was almost exactly on the equator. Most cities near the equator are very hot. But because the elevation of Cuenca is 8,399 feet above sea level, the temperature was nearly perfect every day of the year. In fact, Cuenca is called the City of Eternal Spring because it is never hot and it is never cold. Usually the high temperatures in the 60s and the low temperatures in the 50s all year round. No heat and no snow. Because of the climate, there are zillions of flowers the whole year. It was so beautiful. However, moving to Cuenca was very hard for the Hill family, both physically and emotionally. Everything was different. The food was different. The people were different. We moved from our seven-bedroom house in Orem to a tiny two-bedroom apartment. We had just one bathroom for all of us, and the water didn't even always work. Most of us didn't know the language and had a hard time communicating. And the poor circumstances of those poor orphans just tore at our hearts every day. Sometimes we got very discouraged and sad. But we helped each other. We had to help each other. We had to work together just to survive. But we did survive. And it was a life-changing experience for all of us. Tonight, I'm going to tell you about how the people in Cuenca celebrated New Year's and some great lessons we can learn from that. Beginning about December 10th, effigies began to appear around Cuenca. Do you know what an effigy is? Well, I'll tell you. It's a little like a statue, but it's not nearly so sturdy. It looks a lot like a mannequin or a doll. It's not real but it looks like a person. Though effigy is the correct term, I will use the word dummy for effigy. Within a week, these dummies appeared in many different places. Some were elaborate papier-mâché creations, and others were made of straw, dressed in second-hand clothes, and resembling scarecrows. They all had faces, actually masks, often of famous people, and they were everywhere. They were on people's front porches. They were mounted on cars and trucks. They were hung up on light posts. They were in bathrooms. They were in the parks. They were in the restaurants. They were even on the garbage trucks. Some of these dummies were ugly and scary, but others were beautiful. We couldn't figure out what was going on. Can you figure out what was going on? And how could we find out what this all meant? You're right. We could ask somebody who knew. So we asked our housekeeper what all these dummies were about. 
She told us that in time for New Year's, everyone was supposed to make their own dummy. On the dummy's head, you put the mask of a person. If it had been a good year, you were supposed to make an effigy of a good person, like a movie star or a great athlete or a superhero. If it had been a good year, you should take your time, do your best work, and make an effigy that was very beautiful. Our housekeeper told us that if you had had a bad year, you were supposed to make a dummy that was ugly and evil. You should do sloppy work and make your dummy as bad as possible. You should put the head of a terrible person on your dummy. We noticed that in 2002, the most popular ugly dummy was an Osama bin Laden, the hated terrorist. We saw many dummies with an Osama bin Laden mask. Then she explained the fun Ecuadorian New Year's tradition associated with the dummies. For the five minutes or so leading up to New Year's, about midnight, you were supposed to play with your dummy in the street so all your neighbors could see you playing. If it had been a good year, you would dance and sing and kiss your effigy. You would sing happy songs. You would dance like you were in love. You would hug and kiss the effigy with great tenderness. You might make cooing and happy sounds. However, if it had been a bad year, you would take your dummy and punch it in the face. You would yell at your dummy. You might put your dummy on the ground and kick and stomp on it. Some people would swear at their dummies. You would show your neighbors how angry you were about the past year by how poorly you treated your dummy. <clears throat> then, right at New Year's, right at midnight, whether it had been a bad year or a good year, you would light your dummy on fire and burn it up. Why do you think they did that? Well, it was to symbolize that even though the memories of the past year might have been incredibly wonderful or absolutely horrible, they were over. The old year was gone. And now came the new year. And in the new year, you could have a fresh start, reinvent yourself, and create a new statue for yourself, better than the previous year. When we heard the story of the dummies, we decided to do it as a family. We made a scarecrow with straw stuffed into an old shirt and a pair of pants. We used a balloon for a head instead of a mask and drew the face with a marker so that it looked both happy and sad. It was both beautiful and ugly. As New Year's approached, we heard lots of fireworks and knew we should either dance with or kick our dummy. We wondered what we should do. We thought about it. We decided that 2002 had been both bad and good for us. We first took that dummy and shouted at it, Mom got cancer, and we kicked it hard. Mom got really sick with cancer treatments, and then we punched it hard. Mom might die soon, and then we just smashed it as hard as we could. But then we took turns dancing and hugging with our effigy. We thought, 
Mom's in remission. We thought, we're all together. We thought, we know we can live forever. And we're doing good things in Ecuador. We hugged and danced and kissed and just did wonderful things with our effigy. But then there were loud, loud fireworks, and we knew that the new year was here. So sheepishly, one of our children threw some firecrackers in our dummy, and we lit the dummy on fire. First, the balloon head popped, and then there were lots of loud mini-explosions as the firecrackers went off, and then the body burned brightly for a few minutes with a high flame. But within a short time, there was nothing left of our dummy except for a few sparks and embers. The old year was gone, and now it was up to us to start afresh and make 2003 the best year ever. That's the end of our story, but I have a challenge for you 20 years later. I want you to leave the old year 2022 in the dust and make 2023 the best year that you can. And I ask you to think, what are some ways you can make 2023 better than 2022? Well, I hope you have enjoyed tonight's New Year's bedtime story. And if it's New Year's Eve for you, I hope you love New Year's Eve. But please remember, And especially at New Year's, please remember that you can always have a fresh start, no matter how bad things have gone. You can always reinvent yourself. You can always move forward and be happy. Well, that's all for tonight. Happy New Year's and sweet dreams. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.